Hey, it's Justin Logan from The Cabin Studio. If you have an audio recording need, come see us. Here at The Cabin, we specialize in bringing your music to life. No band? No problem. Unfinished arrangement? No problem. Got a verse that you just don't really like, but the rest of the song is really good? Man, I can help you with that too. We're here to help you realize your music and meet you at whatever stage of creation you're in, from idea inception all the way to mastering. Whatever you need, we can take care of you. Come see us at The Cabin, where we make vibes. everybody hello uh spuds out there in the uh spudverse like mike goldberg famously once said about the great anderson silva he's back but as joe rogan shortly corrected him he never went anywhere and that's us we never went anywhere uh this is your man jesse white deer i am joined as always by your friend and mine the great david john Yay! I'm here. Yay! There you go. You gotta get a little like. He didn't go anywhere. He he was at work, but he's here now. So I was eagerly waiting to get off work to get on this call. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um, As everybody knows, uh, here at the Spudplex podcast, um, we uh, we talk wrestling. We talk some. MMA, we talk a little of this, a little of that. Mainly talk a lot of bullshit. You might censor that one, uh, parents. But uh, yeah, um, just having a good time, man. Uh, how, how, how you been since the last time we talked? Dude, I have been hella, hella busy. Started back up at work. Uh, my sixth and a half on my vacation has come to an end. I'm getting back in the swing of things and just going, going, going. All right. Well, there you go. You, you, you heard it first, everybody. Uh, Nathan is going, going, going. He's How like, about you, man? Uh, How have you been? You know what? I've been good, brother. I uh, been. Uh, I look forward to these uh, to these uh, these talks of ours yes. that we, we yes. talk about wrestling because we 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 got a, a quite a bit on our plate, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some questions that we'll get to shortly. Um, we got some, uh, uh, what is it? We're, we're going to talk some hell in the cell and, uh, we are going to talk a little AEW. So, uh, without further ado, um, we'll go ahead and get it started with our first question. Um, and this question comes in from the big homie, Brandon Roberts. Uh, hopefully he doesn't hear that cause, uh, he will literally tear my arms off. Don't do Maybe it, man. He, it's don't not tear my arms, Brandon. <laughs> he um, needs his arms, I, Brandon. I need my arms, Brandon. Show Robert. mercy. No, he he's a good guy. Uh, aspiring comedian. Well, he is a comedian uh, and a great great all around guy. But uh, yeah, this question comes in from Brandon Roberts. Uh, thank you so much for sending it in. Um, this question is: Why was New Jack 
ever allowed on television. So, uh, Brandon Roberts wants to know about the infamous uh, New Jack. I'm going to kick it over to you first, my man. Uh, what do you think? I have no answer for that. Uh, you know, uh, didn't they just do a uh, Dark Side of the Ring with him? They did. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. I, he, I guess he uh, had real-life beef with another competitor behind the scenes. And then on, I believe it was ECW, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. They're yeah, up on right. a scaffold. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're up on a scaffold, and uh, New Jack decides to pull out a taser, tase him, and then throw him off of the scaffold onto the ring, nearly killing him. Oh yes. Well, that was uh, that was after um, he and Vic Grimes had a scaffold match, and um, what was supposed to happen was New Jack was going to throw Vic Grimes off. Or I believe that they're both supposed to fall at the same time. But whenever Vic Grimes, um, uh, whenever they initially did the jump, um, I believe that Vic Grimes botched the move. Um, which, of course, you know, if you're falling off the scaffolding, uh, uh, there's not a lot of... Uh, you, can, you can be as safe as possible. But of course, it happened. Um, unfortunately, one of those things of a Vic did on New Jack's head and uh, there's a brain, uh, brain fluid. Uh, New Jack lost some sight in one of his eyes. Uh, yeah, pretty bad stuff. But yeah, yeah, the uh, the uh, the scalpel mess that he had when he uh, threw him off again and uh, almost killed him. Intended to kill him, actually. He he openly admitted several times that that mm-hmm. was the uh, the goal was to try to kill the uh, crimes. So you know, I maybe not the, a, uh, maybe not the best guy to work with. No, I think I think I heard he's a bounty hunter now. Well, he was um, he was a bounty hunter before he got into pro wrestling. Actually, um, it was through his bounty hunting work. I forgot who he uh, linked up with, but uh, that's how he actually got into uh, pro wrestling. So, mm. yeah, there you go. But um, in addition to uh, an already impressive resume, uh, New Jack has. Uh, I think he's stabbed uh, some. Wrestlers on the Independent. He uh, bludgeoned a man named uh, Gypsy Joe on the Independent Circle uh, or Circuit, rather, an Independent wrestler. He kind of took some liberties. Uh, one of the most infamous, uh, you know, uh, deals with uh, New Jack is actually he uh, took advantage of um, a young wrestler by the name of Mass Transit. So Mass Transit was. So what they call a, a enhancement talents, a job guy, a guy that they pay to kind of give it up, you know, make the other guy look good. Um, he lied about his um, age. Uh, he said that he was 18, but in reality, I believe he was 16 or 17. Um, and it was at a uh, ECU uh, show. And then he um, went to New Jack and said, hey, you know, uh, my parents are going to be watching. Um, I'd like to get some stuff in. Which, for anyone that is uh, savvy in the world of pro wrestling, uh, that's a no-no. Uh, if you're the new <laughs> guy, you don't come in and say, hey, this is what I want to do. So, uh, New Jack, you know, uh, cut his head open, really bad deal. Uh, got sued over it, actually. So, yeah. What a classic so, uh, guy. T- yeah, there you go. So, uh, to answer your question, Brandon Roberts, uh, we don't know 
probably because uh, ECW needed money. Maybe I don't know. But he yeah, was, he was. Um, I think he right, was a little too extreme uh, what, for what? the Extreme Championship Wrestling Show. <laughs> there you go. Imagine being too crazy where. A guy like Paul Heyman's like, hey man, I don't know. <laughs> you know they say yeah, they say re- uh, they, say, they say wrestling is fake, but when you're wrestling with New Jack, nothing about it is fake. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, there you go. So uh, try saying wrestling's fake to uh, New Jack or uh, Doctor D. Uh, um, God damn it, can't remember his name. Schultz, David Schultz. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, why don't uh, so uh, moving on to the uh, to the uh, next question, our second question of the of the night. Uh, this question comes in from uh, Sam, and I'm gonna butcher this last name. And I used to work with her, and I apologize, Sam, if I'm fucking up your last name. But it is uh, Montel Bano, M O N T A L B A N O. Close enough. Um, Yes, it's a, I believe it's a, either Sicilian or Italian. I do not mean to be socially uh, insensitive. I just uh, don't know how to pronounce your last name. Okay, Apologies. Show it, show but you she asks. The chair and you'll, you'll um, be good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, she asked, uh, what do you think of Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt? So, of course, she is referring to... Uh, the, the merger, the team-up between the, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and uh, Alexa Bliss. Um, I guess Alexa Bliss was... We touched on it uh, briefly last week, but Alexa Bliss is uh, possessed by the spirit of the Fiend, or is became one of the flock. I don't know. But um, I'm asking you, you Mr. Adesha John, uh, what do you think about Alexa Bliss? Man, me uh, being Bray a... Wyatt. Me being a fiend fan myself, I, I you're a like fiend it, for the fiend. I, I am. I am. I I don't know how how I feel about it. Truthfully, like you know, I like the fiend and all. Um, just watching, you know, all these years, Alexa um, Bliss going from you know the happy cheerleader to you know the mean heel, you know, and then now going to you know this not demonic, but, you know, this possessed individual just seems a little off <clears throat> to me. Okay. But, I mean, I think the long... I, and it may just be, you know, it's still pr- pretty new. It may just take a little bit of time to, you know, get used to with with, with mm-hmm. the new gimmick change, you know. But I do think that she could she could pull that off, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, and, and of course we're, we're talking about Alexa Bliss, the uh, uh, highly decorated uh, women's champion. I believe she is a multiple uh, Raw Women's Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion. I believe she is an NXT Women's Champion, uh, winner of the um, uh, Women's Money in the Bank. Um, just yeah, just all around, just a uh, great talent. And Alexa Bliss, I um, I gotta agree. You know, I think um, I think that. Elizabeth, Alexa Bliss, rather, is talented enough where she can pull it off. And I think that um, I like the approach. I like that it's it's kind of a different feel for it. You know, she's not like a, a traditional, like, um, mean girl heel. Uh, you know, I like that she's kind of getting a little bit of flavor with her. And um, it's, uh, you know, of course, uh, 
huge fan of the fiend bray wyatt i think that bray wyatt probably has some of the best um i want to say mic work and promos um in the wwe right now and maybe all of uh pro wrestling because mm -hmm. uh you know his, if, if you uh if you look at it from um just kind of like a performer standpoint uh the promos that he's able to put together especially in the earlier days of the firefly funhouse were uh, excellent just his cadence and his voice, his delivery, the way oh, yeah. he was able to draw you in. Yeah, it was uh, stellar. And his work in uh, in the ring has not been uh, not too shabby either. Uh, I, I believe won the uh, won the universal title twice. Uh, uh, yeah, since then. Yeah. So, and of course, we touched on it briefly, but uh, lost to Goldberg, and then uh, uh, you know, still but, salty. Uh, yeah, you know, but I. I I guess when Bill comes to call in, you have to do it. I don't know. Maybe you did. Yeah. Actually, you didn't, but, but you did. Yeah. Uh, and I, I so kind of agree. We are. Quite well, yeah, no. To... Um, um, I, I, I can't hear. I'll take this. Uh, you were cutting up there a little bit, Jesse. I didn't quite hear what you were saying, bub. Oh, uh, here we are. Um, I said that, um, I said that, uh, to answer your question, Sam, uh, we both like it. Um, I think that we, uh, we both dig the work of The Fiend and Alexa Bliss, and, uh, we dig them together. <clears throat> yeah, I, I was just saying that I think, uh, I kind of equate The Fiend to, like, a modern-day masked cane, if, you know, to say so, so boldly. I feel like he, he, he definitely fits, he's definitely in that category of, you know, the monsters, you know, like, you know, the mass cane and boogeyman, you know, things of that nature. He's definitely one of the top players in that um, role of wrestling. Yeah, kind of the, the, the kind of uh, likable monster almost, right? Mm. Yeah, for sure. No, and, um, you know, and uh, as, as I said, you know, the, um, his mic work is, is great. Very cool. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I love, like, I like that there's a variation between between and I, there is, is uh, there's a different wrestling style. Um, we did, uh, we, uh, last week was the, um, uh, anniversary of the WWE welcoming Hulk Hogan back in their arms. And Hulk Hogan makes another appearance because like Bray Wyatt and like The Fiend being two separate entities, uh, Hulk Hogan said this in open, open court, so you can uh, it's factual. Hulk Hogan said in open court that his dick and Hulk Hogan's dick, Terry Beloyas and Hulk Hogan's dick are two separate dicks. And that Hulk Hogan's is bigger. Uh, this, of course, is when he was, uh, when he is, uh, infamous sex tape was brought up. Um, and uh, he said, hey, was it me? Was Hulk Hogan? Two separate people. Two, two separate uh, devices, if you will. So <laughs> try that one out in court. Yeah, so not his fault. Uh, so, uh, but no, I, I, of course I'm joking, but the, um, uh, yeah, we'll, we dig it. It's very cool. Uh, Ray Wyatt, Alex Sibilis, 
Uh, I'm interested to see where uh, where that's going to go. Um, I really hope it's just them two. I really hope it doesn't turn into like another like light version of the white family. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the whole cult deal. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't know. I I like it where it is. So, mm-hmm. but yes. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, man. Uh, so kind of moving on here to um, our talk today. Uh, this, of course, comes in from the fragmented luchador, Chris Lawson, everybody. Uh, Chris Lawson, of course, was a guest on my other podcast multiple times. Uh, but uh, Chris wants to ask, and this is going to tie into what we're going to talk about a little bit later uh, with uh, Helen the Cell coming up. Um, what are some of our all-time favorite Hell in the Cell matches. Um, I'm going to start with you, Mr. Dathan. What's your favorite Hell in the Cell match? Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm not going to say Undertaker and Mankind because you know, everybody is, you know, whenever you say Hell in the Cell, it doesn't matter what match you automatically think of the Mankind and Undertaker. So for me, that's automatically right. going to be yeah. the number one match of all time, and every single Hell in the Cell match gets compared to that match. So... That's mm-hmm. not going to be, I'm not going to say that, just because, um, just you know, everyone's already seen that. For me, whenever Undertaker and Edge were having their um, feud, their Hell in a Cell match was great um, at SummerSlam. I highly recommend you go check that out on the network if you haven't seen that. Um, the Undertaker and Batista Hell in a Cell match was great. And, I th- and also the Triple H and Cactus Jack. Telling us so much was great. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you didn't interrupt me. You're good, bro. Okay. So um, uh, let me go ahead and uh, jump in here. Um, I, I agree. I think the, um, you know, of course, you fan of Cactus Jack, McFoley uh, in general. Um, and yeah, the I, I think the uh, the Triple H uh, Cactus Jack Helen Cell match um, has to kind of be up there. You know, I think um, it's one of those things of um, you know, for me, like I, I think that version of Cactus Jack was a little bit uh, maybe too late, but um, and then fully formed. Oh, uh, not fully formed, but I mean, it was kind of uh, the best era of Cactus Jack, I believe, is in WCW kind of uh, ECW, um, maybe pre-WWE. Um, you know, he did definitely have, uh, early in his career with WWE, of course, with Cactus Jack, uh, you know, with Stellar. But um, it's one of those things of a uh, huge fan of Mick Foley. Um, I really don't think that Cactus Jack got his, uh, his due, if you will, fully uh, yeah. in, in the WWE. But, um, you know, I think that uh, a great Cactus Jack match, by the way, since we're talking about since uh, Halloween's coming up here in a few weeks, is uh, Vader, Big Van Vader and uh, Cactus Jack at uh, Halloween Havoc. So definitely check that out. But going back to um, Hell in the Cell, um, definitely that Triple H Cactus Jack match. Um, anything with the Undertaker, um, you know, um, I, I, I think the, uh, the Undertaker-Mankind match that you talked about, um, I, I think another one of uh, Mankind and Kane um, in that Hell in Cell match. And, of mm, course, um, yeah, I forgot about that. another one that comes to mind is uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one that comes to mind is the Undertaker and Stone Cold uh, when they were able to beat Mankind and Kane, kind of a tag team uh, home mm-hmm. cell match. So, yeah, all all heavy hitters there. Um, but yeah, the um, I think if with anybody. You mentioned Hell in the Cell, and uh, the picture of poor old Mick Foley getting thrown off the top of that cell. It's e- it's either Mick uh, Foley getting thrown off or, the top, you know. or it's, they all, there's also the uh, that six man um, match that they had. I believe Armageddon, where Undertaker choked yes. Rikishi off the top. It, it's always the portly fellows that are getting thrown <laughs> off that cell. What's going on there? I mean, I, you know, mankind, love you, Mick Foley, uh, but, uh, and then it's, yeah, uh, they, uh, they, so, and the, this is why I love pro wrestling, because they, they backed up this hay truck, this truck, and it's one of those, you know, obviously, we're both from Oklahoma, you've seen the, uh, the, the travel trailers, that back it up, it's full of hay, because, you know, why not, um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, and then Rikishi is, yeah, he's choke slammed off of the cell, Onto a truck full of hay, and uh, yeah, so I it was. Uh, wood chips that he was. That was. Uh, it's always a memory. Was it wood chips? I want to say it was wood chips. We'll, uh, we'll look to it. Wood chips. You know, I I like to think that I I I want to say that uh, wood chips is uh, they'd probably be less impactful than the hay because it, you know I I don't know if you. Built hay or work with any kind of hay, uh, but that tends to stab you. Yeah. Gloves and your pants. I mean, I, I, either, uh, either yeah. way, whatever was to work with. falling from that high, I'm sure it still wasn't very comfortable. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, so, shout out to Rikishi, by the way. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that uh, he, he gets uh, the amount of love that he deserves. Uh, father of the Usos, by the way. We'll talk about later, but yeah. So imagine uh, your uh, your dad being uh, the dancing Rikishi out there, <laughs> and had the uh, and uh, probably had the uh, you know the uh, was man enough to go out there with his ass cheeks hanging out and that man thong and uh, still uh, came off badass. So yeah, and then some uh, people were, were cool brave was enough to. Take that! Take the stink face for the for the for their loss. There you go. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not sure any amount of money would, would convince me to to do that move. Just just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe maybe a little little gun shot. Maybe not not one to take the stink. Once you deliver a stink face. Oh, all day. But I, 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 I would I would deliver one and would not take one. So take for, take that All for right. what it's worth. Well <laughs> Okay. Uh, moving on. Um, I had some uh, some really good questions here. Um, this come this question comes in from uh, our uh, our mainest man, the uh, the uh, king of all the fairies out there, uh, DJ Bryant of the powerful Oberon, who I know that you're a big fan of that band. I'm a number one fan of that band. Uh, uh, those four guys are extremely talented. So shout out to DJ Logan, Adam, and of course the lovely Jeremy Woodard. 
but DJ asks, who is your Mount Rushmore? So I guess he's, a, 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 of course, referring to uh, four wrestlers who we, we would put on the top of the top. Um, so Mr. Dathan John, who is on your wrestling Mount Rushmore? Well, first off, I'm going to say, hello, DJ. It's good to hear from you, brother. I hope you're doing well. Now, on the subject of the Mount Rushmore, it, it's really, you know, no matter what we pick, there is so many wrestlers that we're going to overlook that someone's going to say, oh, I would have put him, and then I'll be like, oh, dude, yeah, I totally should have put him on mine. So, mm-hmm. for, for oh, yeah. yeah, for for mine, I went based off purely, you know, Whenever this person, you know, makes a guest appearance, you know, this is the, you know, these are people that, you know, no matter if you love them or hate them, you know, it's, it's an exciting time to have them. So for mine, I have Undertaker, John Cena, Ric Flair, and Hulk Hogan. Wow. Okay. There you go. So it's, uh, so, so we got this sir. Got the Nature Boy, got the Undertaker, and of course got the uh, 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 what is it? The uh, one of the most polarizing stars, I guess, uh, <laughs> John Cena. Uh, yep. Why are those four? I, I guess is it just personal? Is it they make an impact on you? Matches? Why those four? You know, they they just seem to have quite the, the career. You know, you know Hulk Hogan. You know, minus all the you know, personal stuff that happened behind the scenes, you know, you know, Xing all that out. You know, he's just Hulk Hogan has such is such a big, you know, role player in making wrestling popular, you know, with all the movies and merchandise that he did back in the day. You know, he he, he just he's one of the main players, I would say. And John Cena, you know, he him being I think he still holds the record for like the most make a wish um Make wishes that were granted, which is also, you know, why he will never go mm-hmm. legal. Just because, you know, so many kids look up to him, you know, the same way, you know, the kids, you know, in the 80s and look up to Hulk Hogan. Um, <clears throat> Undertaker, just because, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Undertaker, even, you know, through all his little gimmick changes and things, things like that, you know. He, he, he was still loved by everybody, regardless if he was playing, you know, trying to play a heel or not. Everybody was still, you know, pro Undertaker. Well, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think uh, the Undertaker has some of the most interesting gimmicks because he was a mortician. He was a cult leader. He was a biker. And then uh, he died. And now he's uh, then he was a mortician again. Oh, and then he was like a necromancer type of guy. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a very, very interesting life of uh, the Undertaker. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, then of course uh, Ric Flair. You know who can, who can denounce uh, the Nature Boy over there? Yeah, sixteen time world who would champion. Want you got damn right. There he is. Uh, the, so one of the best to ever do it. Um, I think for me, I think, uh, uh, Mr. Deep, and I think for me, it's probably going to be, um, Eddie Guerrero. You know, I was always a fan of Eddie Guerrero's, um, in-ring work. Um, I, I felt that, uh, he could do, 
really do it all. You know, he could uh, fly, you know, a lot of his uh, luchador type matches with uh, the likes of uh, Rey Mysterio. Another great Halloween Havoc match um, with uh, 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 Juventud Carrera, with uh, Psychosis, no matter who it was. Uh, um, uh, with uh, And, of course, those technical matches with Damian Linko over in uh, ECW. No matter who he was with, he could put on this spectacular matches. He could tell a story if it's, you know, feuding with uh, JPL, um, or he could play the underdog. Um, if that means that, you know, he has to overcome the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar at no way out when he uh, won the title. Um, you know, I was always a huge fan of uh, Eddie Guerrero. Um, I think the rock for me is uh, one of the, uh, I mean, biggest superstars. You, well, you mentioned earlier Hulk Hogan. And I think, um, and of course, uh, before him was probably Ric Flair. Uh, you know, in, in the 90s and early 2000s, there was no one like uh, The Rock. You know, he was just over as over to be. Maybe the um, another one at that time would be Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then, of course, Stone Cold had moments where he was more over, uh, over meaning uh, more popular for some of you uh, non-savvy wrestling people out there. But, um, yeah, the, the Rock, of course, um, went on to become one of the biggest uh, movie stars Um in, in, in the world just kind of shows you that uh, what Bruce Prichard, uh, Vince McMahon, and uh, everyone in the WWE universe scene, you know, they're, they're not wrong for it. And, um, you know, and, and, uh, the most technical wrestler certainly wasn't Bret Hart or maybe uh, like a Triple H. But, I mean, when The Rock came on, everyone was watching, um, you know, just amazing Amazing wrestler. Um, the my next pick. Um, this might be a little left field, but uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Booker T. Um, I think for me, uh, Booker T's work with Harlem Heat was just uh, excellent. You know, I thought uh, they worked great as a tag team. Uh, Booker T's uh, run, especially with the feuds against. Uh, Triple A um, in the WWE were uh, fantastic. I thought uh, Booker T was another one of those guys that always put on great matches, um, just always brought it, just uh, um, was a little bit uh, underused, I feel like. Uh, maybe should have had more runs with the belt. But here we are, you know, can't do anything about that. So uh, definitely Booker T. And I think uh, the fourth one for me is going to be... Uh, uh, we. I mentioned him earlier. The only guy Cactus has just had some fucking fantastic work over there with uh, WCW, as Cactus Jack, ECW, WWE. And had some brutal death matches with uh, Terry Funk over in New Japan. Um, yeah, so who couldn't get behind that? Yeah, and, you know. Uh, all right. So, um, moving on to, oh, good. No, I was just saying, you know, it, it was, you know, like I said, you know, no matter, you know, there's going to be so many overlooked, like you said, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock. When you said those, like, oh, shit, I should have put those in there, you know. There's just so many wrestlers. Oh, know, yeah. That it's like, you can't really pick because no matter oh, who yeah, you get, sure. you know, out of all the wrestlers, you know, you're going to need more than four slots. For sure. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and um, yeah, for sure. And I think it really just, any, any kind of Mount Rushmore, any of that, it really comes down to uh, personal preference, but uh, yeah, there you have it. And uh, uh, our last question of the day is going to be uh, coming from uh, my good friend, Mr. Cody Bag. Uh, just uh, Cody's a great guy. Super sweet. Um, add him on uh, Instagram or Facebook if you get a chance. Uh, very, uh, very, uh, what, what is it? Knowledgeable about pro wrestling. Um, always, always a good time um, over there with Cody. Uh, but uh, Cody wants to know, who was the most influential wrestler for you personally uh, when you first started watching wrestling, and he follows it up with who made the most impact, like who hooked you um, when you first started wrestling. Uh, so I'm going to kick that over to you, and uh, you can kick it back to me. How, what do you think, Nathan? Who is the most influential for you? Oh, man, you know, there, there's, there's so many, like... I've watched wrestling ever since I was, you know, a little kid. So I grew up with watching everybody, you know, every different, every different, you know, era, so to speak. So I don't know if I can really just pick one because, you know, I was, you know, to this day, you know, I'm still a huge Sting fan. I'm a huge um, Mm -hmm. The Rock. And, you know, whenever I really started to get into it, whenever uh, I was a little younger, Jeff Hardy was always, you know, one of my top favorites. Um, so, you know, I, I can't really just pick one, you know. Th- those are going to be, as far as, you know, ones that really stick with me, you know, off the top of my head, you know, it's definitely going to be Jeff Hardy, Sting, and The Rock, for sure. So, sorry, uh, sorry, hey, I, sorry hey, I don't I, pick Jeff Hardy. Not the wrong with any of those, you know. no, no. So good, you know. I think uh, definitely you, you want to have uh, a palette, if you will. You want to have uh, a few different guys, a few different sources. No, no nothing wrong with that. I, I think for me, um, we'd probably have to go with uh, maybe not one specifically, but I think that that entire cruiserweight, junior heavyweight, whatever you want to call it, uh, division over WCW was uh, uh, really kind of uh, hooked me in because uh, when I first started watching uh, wrestling back in the uh, early 90s, it tells you how old I am. Um, I remember some of my earliest memories were um, the uh, the cruiserweights over in WCW, of course, with uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Dean Malenko, um, Psychosis, Huvitu Guerrera, uh, Silver King, Ultimo Dragon, um, I, I believe uh, Juice and Thunder Liger even made some appearances there. Um, all those guys at that uh, cruiserweight division were just uh, top notch, A plus. Um, and I think, um, particularly for uh, a small kid like myself, uh, you know, when I was watching those guys do the flips and I was watching them just fly through the air, all the uh, aerial assaults, everything. I, I thought, man, like this has to be, you know, and. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, WWE, um, of course, had their cruiserweight division um, with guys like, uh, yeah, Big Spock and um, a few slipping up. For me, I, I just didn't think that the WWE had that. Um, uh, the WCW had that, uh, had that, uh, those luchador wrestlers on lock, and I thought, uh, you know, yeah, just, just seeing those guys hooking that in. 
uh, keep it up with that every week. And then um, uh, from there, kind of transitioning to more of the main event guys. So definitely. Uh, but yeah, that kind of wraps up the uh, question portion of the podcast. Um, thanks again for everybody for sending in your questions. Uh, yes, thank if you, you want a question read on the Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, if you want a question read on the podcast, uh, there's a, a couple of different ways to send it in. You can uh, email us if you'd like at uh, spudplexpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Or you can send it in, uh, you can like the Facebook page, send us a message. Uh, you can, we'll, uh, we'll make a post, at, I believe, at the uh, early next week. Um, and you can comment under that post. Or you can uh, message either one of us individually on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Um, and of course, we'll drop the Instagram tags a little bit later towards the end of the show. But uh, yeah, that's a great way to get on the train, if you will. And uh, yeah. So, um, moving on. Um, of course, I had mentioned it a few times, but uh, Hell in the Cell uh, is going down this uh, Sunday, October 25th, um, in the year of our Lord 2020. Um, of course, uh, Dathan, I don't know if you know this, but uh, a little trivia for you. Uh, right. um, Chris was nice enough to send us in uh, a question about Hell in the Cell. And, of course, we mentioned it. Um, but did you, uh, uh, did you know that the first Hell in the Cell match was, and I want you to fill in the blank. What was the first Alan Stillman? I want to say it was here in Shawn Michaels. You are correct, sir. Uh, yeah, that's that's that actually, um, from, right? So the first... Yeah, there you go. So the first Hell in the Cell uh, match was at Bad Blood uh, 1997. So Bad Blood in your house. Um October 5th, 1997, at the Kiel Center in St. Louis. Um, it was notable for the uh, first Hell in a Cell match. Uh, of course, The Undertaker against Shawn Michaels. Um, Winter went on to uh, face uh, Bret Hart later on in that year. Um, and, of course, that, that was the debut of the or debut, rather, uh, of Kane, who came out, uh, screwed over The Undertaker, and... Uh, uh, Shawn Michaels, of course, got the win. Uh, went on to face Bret Hart. Um, also, another piece of trivia: uh, that this was the last time that Vince McMahon was on the commentary team for a uh, wrestling uh, pay per view or wrestling broadcast event. So, old Vinny Mac retired from uh, broadcasting that night. Hmm. Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Did you? Uh, what do you? What What did you think of uh, Vince, Vince McMahon's uh, commentating, uh, Mister Nathan? It was all right. You know, it, whenever I think of commentators, I always think of uh, Jr. and uh, Mister King, Jerry Lawler. Th- those yeah, are always Jerry Lawler. my 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 top commentary team. You know, Vinnie Mac was. Okay, so, uh, I, think he, I think he was just like a filler, in my opinion. Yeah, well, uh, 
and of course, uh, Betty Mac, um, uh, Vince McMahon. Um, he of course had uh, had um, was on the same commentary team as Jesse Bonnet Ventura. Um, you know, of course, uh, Bobby Keenan. Uh, back in the day, some of the, some of the great uh, commentators. But yeah, the uh, um, like you, I, I have fond memories of uh, good old Jr. Jerry the King Lawler. And of course, uh, a little bit later, Michael Cole. Now, uh, now Michael Cole is uh, seems like he's dead inside here lately. But uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we can get into a little bit of that. Um, but uh, of course, Hell in the Cell goes down. Um, this Sunday, October 25th, um, there's only been, uh, as of this recording, as of right now, there's only been four uh, announced matches on that, um, on this, uh, this card, um, just kind of going down the list and we can, uh, you can stop me whenever and we can, uh, we can look into it a little bit further. But, um, mm-hmm. of course, we have Roman Reigns defends his title against Jey Uso. Of course, this uh, rematch from uh, their their epic match at a uh, Class of the Champions, um, where uh, Jay Uso, well, J- Jay Uso's brother Jimmy Uso threw in the towel for him. Uh, Roman Reigns, uh, of course, wanted Jay Uso to recognize him as the chief. So now they're uh, they're going they're going to have a uh, Hell in the Cell I Quit match for the Universal Championship. Uh, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, this match and maybe uh, the overall storyline? You know, this is this is definitely the the main match that I'm I'm really w- ready to see. This is it, I like this, you know, cousin on cousin rather than you know it, what WWE will probably do and split the Usos up later on. But I just like the whole you know cousin versus cousin, you know, them growing up together. You know, them having that, that natural feud of, you know, everybody wanting to be, you know, the top guy. It's, and if, from what I from what I read on a couple of deals that, you know, the whole, you know, Jey Uso and Roman Reigns deal where it was only supposed to be like a one match and done, you know. But they, they just got it over so well, I think. And I think, I don't think this will be the final, um, Matchup we see between the the two, mm-hmm. but, but I'm yeah, definitely uh, interested to see the whole ordeal play out. Yeah, well, the the, the kind of uh, and of course, you know, there's been other feuds. We we talked about uh, Undertaker and Kane, who were storyline brothers, maybe not real brothers in the life, but um, some of the other, some of the other notable ones were uh, the Bella Twins. You know, of course, them uh, throwing hands with each mm-hmm. other. And of course, uh, one of the most notable ones, uh, the Hardys, when uh, they had their few uh, match yeah. Jeff. But uh, but yeah, um, Roman Reigns and his cousin, his real life cousin uh, Jay Uso, uh, had that epic match over at Class of the Champions. Uh, Roman Reigns, of course, saying, "Hey, uh, you didn't refer to me as the chief, so um, I'm going to give you another chance. Here it is." Uh, you know, but yeah, like you, I'm, I'm interested to see how this can go. Um, there's a small part of me that thinks we had lightning in a bottle. Match was amazing. The buildup was amazing. All of it was great. Um, both guys did a uh, fantastic job in that match. Um, so we'll see if maybe they can run it back, uh, or they, when they run it back again, rather, um, if they can kind of capture that same magic. Um, should be interesting as far as uh, the hell in the cell portion. 
Um, of course, it being held in the cell, that means that it's no disqualification. So it will be very interesting to see if uh, Jimmy Uso gets in on there. Uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, Uncle uh, Rikishi comes in and uh, fills out some stink patients. Who knows? Maybe dances. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, I it, you laugh, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised with how WWE books stuff these days. It's uh, yeah, yeah. There's 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 no fucking telling, honestly. And this this so. is also the first I Quit match to take place inside the Hell in a Cell, so definitely a lot you of are, for for this. Yeah, absolutely. You, you are very true. I mean, well, you are very true. You are very true, but you are very correct um, in that. Uh, but, um, of course, we're going to go uh, down the list here. We got Drew McIntyre, uh, of course, the WWE champion, um, going on, uh, going on, going against his uh, his nemesis currently, Randy Orton, Viper, the uh, legend killer uh, for that um, WWE championship. Um, what are your thoughts on that match and maybe that feud in general? You know, I'm I'm expecting this to be an actual like a, a brutal match because you know Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre are both um, powerhouses as mm-hmm. far as you know I'm concerned. Um, it's definitely going to be I think you know aside from the I Quit match, it's going to be one of the longer matches. Just you know, obviously it's going to be you know for the title, so they're not going to make it a little bit longer. But it's it's going to be a lot of back and forth between Randy and Drew. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to see Drew or uh, Randy win the title to you know keep this keep this feud going with Drew. So you know Drew would say, oh, "I want my title back." Yada yada yada. You know, maybe, maybe have Randy win it in a you know slithery, vipery way. You know per se, just to you know really you know keep adding gas to the the fire, if you will. Maybe he uh, maybe uh, maybe Randy Orton throws uh, spills some marbles. Um, outside the ring, uh, 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 Drew McIntyre slips on him, knocks himself out. Boom! There you go. That's, there's no, there's no other slithery way to win. That's uh, no. I, he could throw but, a banana uh, peel. Okay. There you go. I, yeah, maybe he could call up Austin Aries and uh, get that banana and that banana holder with the banana peel. No one knows what I'm talking about, but that's okay. No, um, but yeah. Uh, uh, of course, you were referring to uh, Drew McIntyre defeating Randy Orton um, at uh, SummerSlam to retain the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Randy Orton got himself a rematch at Class of the Champions, where uh, uh, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso had their illustrious match. But at Class of the Champions, uh, McIntyre retained once again, uh, but it was an ambulance match. I don't know if you watched that match, but... Uh, I want to, if I remember correctly, I think Ric Flair was driving the uh, the ambulance, right? I want to say he like, was, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I, I don't know why, but I thought, like, man, I, I can't imagine uh, Ric Flair is that great of a driver. I don't know. You know, maybe Ric Flair thought he, he, he was going to need an ambulance, so, you know, he figured he should just drive one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They they had an ambulance on retainer. They were like, <laughs> "You might have a heart attack," but uh, <laughs> then he was like, "Hey, I'm good to go. I'll drive the damn thing." There you go. So, yeah, and uh, um, but uh, uh, of course, the third announced match 
it's going to be Bailey and Sasha Banks um, in the Hell in the Cell for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Of course, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks had a fallen out. Um, now they're going to settle it uh, in the Hell in the Cell. Um, and of course, uh, that's going to be the first uh, match in the Hell in the Cell at Hell in the Cell. Kind of confusing, but the first Hell in the Cell match of the night. Um, now, it's been brought up online, and uh, I'm not one here to throw shade. I think that both Bailey and Sasha are uh, fantastic performers, as in a lot of the uh, uh, the majority of that uh, women's uh, roster over there at WWE. But uh, a lot of shade being thrown online. A lot of people saying, uh, well, how, how scary can the hell in the cell be if uh, Bailey and Sasha are starting off? Um, I maybe not necessarily agree with that. I think that uh, Sasha and Bailey could probably uh, probably a lot tougher than a lot of the uh, a lot of the dorks uh, making those comments online. But yeah. uh, what say you about that? What say you about this match? I mean, you, you know, just go back and watch the the Bailey, not the Bailey, the uh, Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair. Hell, so much that, that match was brutal. Like. You know, mm-hmm. you know, kendo sticks and they were like, you know, yeah. How how about you go and you know take all those bumps in the cage and like, you know, it, it's it's kind of stupid that, that people do that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, and now all it is just keyboard warriors. You know, at the end of the day, so it's nothing really to take to heart. But you know, until until you're the one taking the bumps in the ring with you know props and everything, you know, just just shut up. But there you go. to keep you know. To keep you know, on a positive note, I do think that the Bailey and Sasha Banks match will be good. Um, I, I don't, I don't see Sasha Banks winning it just yet. You know, with Bailey, you know, doing her, you know, being how she is, um, you know, how she she got herself disqualified the other week to get you know win the title. So I don't think you know, obviously, you know, obviously with it being home south, it's going to be no DQ, but you know. I, I think Bailey will, you know, pull something slick and steal the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, that would, uh, yeah, absolutely. That'd, that'd be a very interesting to see if Sasha can kind of uh, pull that out. But um, I, I do think that Bailey probably retains. Um, I do like uh, Bailey and uh, Sasha. Uh, I like them more as opponents than I do a tag team. Um, you know, of course, they were the uh, first uh, women's um, tag team champions. But um, I think as opponents, they have great, great chemistry. Um, I I wish that, I mean, I, I get it. I get that, you know, they're, they're friends and then they're enemies and they're friends. Um, it would be interesting to see how this match goes, um, whoever wins. Um, maybe they can inject a little bit of new blood in that match. But of course, um, with this uh, the, these times that we're in, the, these COVID times, maybe um, maybe that's a little bit harder said than done. But uh, overall, though, I'm looking forward to this match. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, as you alluded to, what uh, what Sasha can do to um, to pull out the win here. Um, maybe Bailey, uh, maybe she uh, she borrows that bag of marbles from uh, old Randy Orton. Maybe not. I don't know. Should be interesting. The uh, uh, well now, now uh, let me let me ask you this. 
what do you think about the the overall um, the overall like arc of this feud? You know, I had I had touched on it, but are you are, are you are you the type to wanting to see this mat this storyline continue from years and years, or is it one of those things of you know let's let's get someone else in here? You know, it's, it's kind of a tough one. Like, you know, whenever they were doing their, whenever Bailey and Sasha were, you know, quote unquote best friends, you know, from the get go, it all seemed kind of fake. So seeing them, you know, kind of clashes a little more of a breath of fresh air as far as, you know, that their whole tag team deal went mm-hmm. down. I think, I think they'll have at least a couple more pay-per-views worth of feuds. And then after that, uh, you know, they'll split maybe Sasha holding on to the title and someone else coming um, and like maybe Lacey Evans or, um, you know, someone of that caliber. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, uh, and of course, uh, Racy, Lacey, Racy, Racy, Lacey Evans. There you go. Um, of course, was uh, um, newly founded um, uh, a, a superstar in the last few years, you know, of course, uh, made her meteoric rise. Um, I believe uh, had that match with uh, Bailey, of course, came up short. But um, yeah, um, I I think maybe Lacey Evans, uh, if she could get the, get another shot, um, maybe we can see a change up. Um, but uh, I would I, I would be mad at uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks maybe uh, maybe continuing it. But uh, maybe we can inject someone else. I don't know. See, the, this is the thing that there's there's parts of WWE that I I uh, I just loathe and I hate. But uh, there's there's some parts that make it all good, that make it all mm-hmm. worth it. So I don't know. But uh, uh, moving on to the to the fourth announced match of this pay per view, uh, we of course have Jeff Hardy uh, going one on one with Elias. Uh, what's notable about this, uh, Dathan, is uh, I don't know if you've seen it on uh, this past Raw, but uh, uh, Jeff Hardy being a uh, crowd killer going out there interrupting the live uh, <laughs> concert. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, now, as a musician, as someone who's played on stage before, as someone who's played a gig before with the bands, uh, is that uh is that the biggest dead move ever? Interrupt a set and just start beating on a dude? Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean you know and it also depends on, you know, the type of music, you know, with a lot of it, you know, heavy like hardcore heavy, you know, stuff. You know, getting on stage and then jumping off while the band's playing, you know, that's nothing new. But, you know, jumping on stage and then beating the hell out of a guy and you know, destroying his shit, you know. That's a no-no, you know. But hit him, hit, hit him with his uh, with his guitar. I yeah. didn't know if it was a Stratocaster, but uh, got the guitar out and uh, just just uh, attacked Elias with his own guitar. So yeah, yeah. Honestly, you know, as, as much as I like, you know, Jeff Hardy, I'm I'm not at all excited for this match. Like it, it's it's going to be like the whole. Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton feud. Not that that one, that feud was bad in particular, but man, these matches like, there's just it's just really no point in it. Like, 
Mm-hmm. N- n- don't get me wrong, Elias is a... He's an okay wrestler. But, man, he just bores the hell out of me, to be honest. And they're kind of they're kinda, they're kinda dragging Jeff Hardy down with him when they're doing this match. <laughs> yeah, the, dragging down the, 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 the sinking ship that is... Uh, that is last. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree too. I mean, I think um, it's one of those things where it seems like okay. I mean, I guess if you want to do that, all right. But um, if we have moments like this, I I really hope it's like it follows Elias on like his tour, and it's like no matter where he's at, if he's like in um, of course you know maybe it's hard to travel with COVID, but uh, you know fuck it, they they can put up a green screen. They can they can do like. A green screen where he's in Hawaii and he's playing yeah. the ukulele, and then Jeff. I I just like to see a world tour, in quotations, world tour, of Elias playing on like each continent and then being insulted by Jeff Hardy. It's like Jeff Hardy has to rack up the the, the mileage points uh, on his uh, on his uh, airlines, and uh, he's just attacking Elias in these various locations. Uh, maybe uh, maybe Elias is. Uh... He's at his uh, his trap concert, his trap rap concert. He's out there with uh, Little Pump and all the and uh, Jeff Harlow and all the uh, or Jack Carlo rather, all the notable uh, trap rappers and uh, mumble rappers. And uh, <laughs> Jeff Hardy's out there just beating him up. I don't know. They could yeah, they could anyways. do a, they could do an airport fight like uh, Booker T and Stone Cold did the the grocery store. Fight. <laughs> there, yeah, there, there you go. Maybe, maybe they have a a catering fight since uh, we can't we can't go anywhere during COVID. Maybe they just uh, who knows. All righty. Well, uh, got any more you want to say about a uh, hell in a cell, or you want to move on? Uh, I think that I think that covers everything, brother. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. So uh, definitely um, check that out. Of course, uh, we got a little bit more show for you, but uh, I just want to say that we will be back uh, next week to um, cover that. So uh, stick around for that. But um, kind of uh, to wrap up the show here, um, I would be remiss if uh, we didn't mention AEW um, on the show. Um, Now, I know that we had touched on it Last week, but uh, of course, last week it was the uh, one-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. Um, Now, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read a quote from um, Mr. Matt Jackson. And of course, Matt Jackson is, um, I believe he's uh, in in head of talent relations or one of the head of talent relations or in the office, if you will, under Tony Khan over at AEW. But uh, Matt Jackson, uh, one half of the Young Bucks with his brother, Nick Jackson. Uh, this is uh, what Matt, ja- Matt had to say to, uh, it looks like, ScreenCrush.com. Uh, and uh, he said that uh, AEW is going to focus on Kenny Omega much more during the second year on TNT. Um, he didn't provide any spoilers, and it would be a good idea to pay attention to the cleaner and Darby Allen as well. Uh, here's the actual quote. Um, I think... Uh, year two is going to be all about Kenny Omega. He's been very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess unselfish. And he's ready to explode. Uh, so I would keep my eye on him. Um, another one off the top of my head would be Darby Allen. 
he's got so much potential to be such a massive star for AEW uh, that we're going to have to see. We're going to have to use him in the right way. Uh, and he's definitely going to be a top. And of course, uh, Nick Jackson chimed in and said, uh, look out for uh, Adam Hangman Page. Um, they expect him to be a future world champion in AEW. Um, but of course, uh, if you uh, follow AEW in the slightest bit, uh, you would be able to see the incredible work uh, coming from um, all three of those guys, uh, but particularly um, Adam, Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page. Uh, now, Nathan, what's, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, that quote and what's your thoughts on each three of the, uh, each of those guys, uh, Darby Allen, Kenny Omega, and uh, Adam Page? <clears throat> no, I think it'd be definitely cool to, to push, you know, all three um, competitors, you know, at separate times, obviously. Um, I did notice, you know, at, you know, whenever AEW first started, you know, we kind of, you know, when it, you know the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, you know that that whole that whole group. You know, they were the the starters. So you, we all kind of, you know, guessed that they would be the first ones starting out as champions and everything. And you know, Kenny Omega has held the tag team titles with Hangman Adam Page. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he he is also the former leader of the Bullet Club out of uh, New Japan. Mm-hmm. I think I think he could definitely, you know, obviously be an, a, a title holder, you know, world title holder in AEW for sure. Uh, we just take the right booking. Um, as far as as far as Darby Allen goes, like, man, I don't know. Like, I like the dude. He's definitely got that cool, you know, punk skater vibe going with mm-hmm. him. Um, I just don't know if I see him as a world title champion. Maybe a TNT champion. Um, you know, maybe whatever other belt they come out with later on, or if, you know, if he finds the right teammate, you know, maybe even the tag team, but uh, I don't know if I, if I'm still convinced about him being a world, uh, champion just yet. Now for, uh, Hangman, you know, he was, uh, I believe, cause I think it was, uh, wasn't it Hangman first fighting Chris Jericho? Like they they were the first uh, to fight for the for the title. Uh, yes. Well, actually, it was. Uh, yes, it was. Um, Chris Jericho had those feuds with Cody Rhodes. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, he had a, a huge, uh, monumental feud with uh, Kenny Omega um, over in New Japan uh, when he first left the WWE. But yeah, the uh, um, Jericho had some uh, some death steps with uh, Hangman as well. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I I could definitely see him going up against you know maybe like a, you know maybe even against Kenny Omega later on, depending on you know how they look at you know we don't know how Tony Khan's gonna do all this, but I definitely see Kenny Omega and Hangman being a world champion before you know the the new fit the second fiscal year of AEW is up for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, you know, and um, uh, of course, um, if you've been following uh, wrestling outside of WWE, um, you definitely know, uh, recognize the cleaner Kenny Omega. Um, definitely uh, uh, had some uh, uh, fantastic matches over in uh, New Japan, of course, with um, 
uh, Chris Jericho, and then um, with uh, uh, Okada as well. Um, and, and as you had mentioned, was a former leader of that uh, of that Bullet Club. Um, now, uh, and former IWGP heavyweight champion, um, and then had a, uh, a fantastic uh, partnership. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, man, I forgot that guy's name. Um, Hangman Adam Page. No, it was Hangman Adam Page, and then it was... Um, man, oh... I'll think of it in a second. Oh, I know um, who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Before this was before he went all, um, before he was leader, right? Yeah, um, club. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I just drew a blank. Sorry. Um, you'll, th- you'll think of it after this is all over. <laughs> oh, Kodarabushi. That's who it is. Yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, with the yeah, the Golden Lovers. Yeah. Exactly. Of course. Uh, but yeah, um, had some uh, healthy uh, uh, tag titles with uh, Koda, uh, Ibushi, um, former uh, heavyweight champion over in uh, New Japan, um, Intercontinental champion as well, uh, United States champion. So, um, but yes. Um, Storied, uh, uh, what is it? A uh, well-traveled, uh, um, Kenny Omega over in Japan. Um, yeah, you know, um, he had, of course, had those matches that feud with uh, Chris Jericho. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, I think Kenny Omega is uh, one of those guys that definitely needs that push. I think that it's um, it's it's a no-brainer that he is going to be world champion. Uh, you know, within the next year or so. Um, how long he can hold on to that title, we'll see. But um, I do, I do expect him to uh, to hold that world title, um, as you alluded to earlier. But um, I think with uh, Darby Allen, um, Darby Allen definitely is one of those guys that's. Um, I think he's hot right now. You know, with him and uh, Orange Cass- Cassidy, uh, the two kind of homegrown AEW talents who are getting a, a little bit of the buzz. Um, I think either one of those guys, um, maybe not world champions, but I think they can definitely be, uh, you know, big stars in AEW. Um, I think that uh, Darby Allen. Uh, one of the things that uh, I fear for him is that he's going to end up uh, really hurting himself, or he's going to kill himself before he can ever get to that chance. You know, um, of course, with his uh, what is it, the the coffin drop, uh, that coffin kind of splash. Oh yeah, and he does. Yeah, uh, you know, I every time he does that, I'm kind of because um, you know if the if the biggest promotion in the wrestling promotion in the world, uh, WWE, does have health insurance for their uh, for their performers, I don't unless AEW makes that jump and gets that. You know, I don't know because um, I'm sure being anyone that's a fan of uh, pro wrestling. Uh, can name uh, a litany of wrestlers um, who are all banged up, who can't walk, you know, who have concussion syndrome. Uh, just uh, the other side of pro wrestling maybe isn't uh, as glamorous. Uh, so it's one of those things of I, I just kind of fear maybe he's going to mess himself up before he gets that chance if he's taking all these risks and stuff. Uh, that, that, that's one of the um, criticisms I'll say about AEW. Is uh, you don't have to, you don't have to jump off shit all the time. You know, you can have a really good wrestling match with two solid guys, and you don't have to risk killing yourself every time. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like if uh, you see your favorite band, and the first time you've seen them, you think they're they're fantastic, best probably best night of your life. But if you see that every weekend, eventually the new wears off. You know what I mean? Eventually, it's yeah. not. Uh, yeah, it's not exciting anymore. So, um, I don't know. You know, I I think that uh, with Darby Allen or Orange Cassidy, um, if they keep that TNT title around, I think maybe uh, get to that first, and then uh, we'll see about World Championships. Uh, but Adam Page, I'm in a grants. Um, I think Adam Page as the future World Champion is the uh, is uh, the direction that AEW should go. Um, now, of course, all three of the guys, uh, Darby Allen, uh, Kenny Omega, and uh, Hangman Adam Page, as long as AEW's around and as long as they're in good business, I wouldn't want to see any of those guys go to WWE. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that they need to stay in AEW, uh, definitely build that brand up. Now, if it gets to the point where uh, they have no choice, then yeah, maybe, but... Um, uh, yeah, I think AEW, uh, especially with those three guys, um, Orange Cassidy, uh, what is it, uh, FTR, Private Party, um, the Young Bucks, uh, they definitely have a, um, uh, uh, Brian Cage, um, they definitely have a, a wealth of uh, talent over there, um, you know, and uh, some of those homegrown guys are getting a lot of uh, exposure, you know, they're, 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 they're getting more and more popular. Um, I would like to see AEW stick around um, and be uh, the main competitor to WWE, at least for a while. Uh, there's some things that I would change about it, but uh, I, I, I really hope AEW sticks around. Um, for all the uh, mimosa, mimosa matches and all the <laughs> kind of goofy shit that they do, uh, every now and then they'll, uh, they'll, you know, they'll have a good... Uh, some good quality products. Um, I, I wish that they had more of it, but, uh, you know, WWE um, has the same problem too. You know, WWE uh, just has some just goofy outlandish shit and then uh, paired with some excellent wrestling. So, yeah, it's not just AEW everywhere. WWE's uh, in it too. But, uh, yeah, man, I, um, I think... Um, uh, I'm interested as a fan of pro wrestling to see what AEW can do um, in the future. Um, now, uh, is there any other guy um, or a lady, if you will? Uh, is, is there any other people um, from AEW that maybe we a bit of AEW? I'm sorry, brother. You cut out again. What was that? No, you're good. Uh, I said, uh, uh, who on the AEW roster, besides the ones that we mentioned, who outside of that roster do you think could be a big star outside of AEW? Outside of AEW? I definitely think the um, Lucha, um, or the Lucha Jurassic House Express. Party. Um, yeah. Jurassic Express. You know that? They're 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 a good all around product. I think they'd be good anywhere. Um, I think you know if they if they were to leave AEW, WWE wouldn't be a bad place for them to end up. I think they would probably be on the same um, 
um, platform is maybe, you know, the New Day as far as, like, you know, just one of those tag teams that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, um, uh, you know, may- maybe to uh, – I'll agree with you, but I'll disagree with you. I'll agree with you in that, like, it would be interesting to see them go to WWE. I don't know if they would have – I don't – I would like to see them more in the NXT scene than uh, – the main roster, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I think uh, the stuff that uh, uh, NXT is doing is uh, uh, sometimes better than the stuff on the main roster. Um, you know, of course, um, the stuff with like Adam Cole, Finn Balor, um, uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, um, Charlotte Flair. You know, this uh, there's a lot of uh, you know Walter over in the UK, uh, Pete Dunne. You know, so there's there's a lot of um, and uh, uh, what is it? The uh, um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, um, Roger Strong, uh, all those guys um, over on the NXT roster, I, I, I think are sometimes sometimes the product is better over in a, uh, NXT than it is WWE. Um, maybe that's because Triple H is over it. Maybe not. You know, I don't know, but. Uh... It'd be interesting to see like a team like the Jurassic Express um, over in um, NXT. Uh, there is, um, and I'm going to uh, forget this guy's name, so I'm going to uh, look at it real quick. But the um, um, I had mentioned it earlier, but uh, Private Party um, is another team that uh, I'm kind of uh, having my eye on. You know what I mean? Because I I, I think uh, both guys are. Um, Excellent in that tag team, uh, of course. Private Party being uh, a, a AEW tag team, um, but the uh, uh, Mark Quinn—that's that guy's name. Uh, I think Mark Quinn, you know, is uh, more talented of the two. Um, so I'd be interested to see Mark Quinn kind of get out on his own. Uh, but I do like the team of Private Party. Uh, but uh, for those of you listening, if you get a chance, whether it's on AEW Dark or um, the main show, definitely check out Private Party and uh, pay attention to Mark Quinn. I think Mark Quinn is uh, uh, one of the newer guys to come along that has uh, some fantastic wrestling. I think uh, he's going to, you hear from me, he's going to be a, a big star in the next uh, next few years. So look out for that. But all right. Uh, anything else you want to mention about AEW before we uh, wrap up here? Um, no, I mean, they, they, uh, they're doing the number one contender for the world title now. All those, um, matches that went down, so we were good. You know, my, I think my favorite one was between, you know, the, the Lucha Bros, them going against each other. Um, that, that one was probably my favorite out of the, all the matches that went down. Um, Kenny Omega squashed, uh, I can't think of his name. Um, Sonny Kiss, what his name is. Um, that, that was a pretty, squash match um but i guess i guess they're i guess they're trying to build kenny omega now in this tournament to i guess mm-hmm. um get him that title but you know we'll just have to see yeah well, yeah for sure um yeah i uh it should be interesting should be fun we'll definitely talk about it uh but uh i think that's gonna be it for us uh spuds and spuds alike i think uh thank you so much for i don't think I know. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on this show. Of 
course, we'll be back next week to uh, wrap up all the things held in the cell. Um, we'll look forward to all the top stories about what, what goes down. Of course, we can't cover everything. Uh, so that's where your questions are important. Send us those questions. Let us know what you think about this, what you, what you think about that, uh, any questions you want to ask uh, that are wrestling-related. Uh, definitely send those in or send us in some uh, MMA questions. Uh, of course, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, Nathan, maybe you're not the biggest MMA fan, but um, I implore you if you get a chance to check out uh, Khabib and Justin Gaethy going down uh, over there. UFC 254 in Abu Dhabi. Um, I think it, the main card starts at noon here in the uh, central time zone. Uh, I would never uh, propose this to anybody, but uh, if there's maybe a way you can watch it online without paying for it, uh, check it out. But uh, you didn't hear that from me. Or I maybe think if you have ESPN Plus that you can still watch it on, on there. Yeah, you can. Uh, well, with the ESPN Plus, yes, you can watch it on there. You still have to pay for it, though. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe get some buddies together, uh, have a couple of uh, afternoon beers, uh, maybe uh, fire uh, fire out that grill one last time. Uh, check out UFC 254. Going down at uh, Abu Dhabi over in the Flash Forum. Uh, I believe uh, new the uh, start time for the main card, uh, top of the card, uh, Khabib, uh, the kingpin of that 155 division, squares off with the interim champ, Justin Gaethje, uh, and of course the uh, co-main, uh, Robert Reaper Knuckles, uh, Robert the uh, Reaper Whitaker, aka Bobby Knuckles, uh, gets it on with uh, the power, the human power crystal himself. Jared Cannonier, the killer gorilla. Uh, should be fun. So, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll be back next week uh, to wrap up all the uh, top stories in the world of pro wrestling. Maybe some MMA, maybe some other stuff. Uh, in the meanwhile, um, if you want to follow us on uh, Facebook, you can do that. Uh, Spoilplex Podcast on Facebook. Uh, give us a like. Um, definitely uh, stay tuned. We'll be posting uh, updates. Uh, we'll be asking questions. Uh, we'll be posting guests. We'll announce guests on there um, for the upcoming shows. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at jwhitebeer, um, and you can follow Jathan on Instagram at d john uh, underscore mustard. So d john mustard. One of the most underused sauces on a sandwich. Wow, okay, yeah. We had mentioned it earlier. You're a fan of the Dijon mustard, as in the honey mustard as well, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, there you go. You heard most excellent on the fries. (laughs) You heard it there. Uh, You heard it first, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Data John, uh, he's all about the Dijon mustard and the spicy mustard. So, uh, yeah, go grab some. You know what? Grab some, put it on your fries. Uh, check out UFC 254 on Saturday, and kick it over on Sunday and check out Hell in the Cell. And then uh, tune in next week, and we'll probably talk about it. So, but uh, all right, everybody, uh, thanks so much for joining us once again. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, and we'll see you next time. And the time after that, bye bye. Bye bye.